Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's that time, it's that time, it's that time, it's that time, y'all. Good evening. Yeah. Yes, indeed. We in here. We in here. Tell somebody. To tell somebody, to tell somebody else, that we in here, we in here, Lady Mayberry's wet now, you feeling all right? I'm doing good. Oh, you, you ain't crunk, you ain't crunk, you ain't crunk. Good evening. Say that. <laughs> good evening. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeed. We in here. Say that. We in here. Uh-uh. Say. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we in here. Yeah. Betty Mayberry is the co-host tonight. 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 Tell somebody. To tell somebody. Tell somebody else that we in here. And when you get in here, drop those anchor emojis if you're anchored in the Lord. My soul has been anchored. I see ya! Sister Benicia, I see ya, I see ya, I see ya. I see ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory. It's Thursday. It's my Friday. It's my Friday. You better tell somebody. Tell somebody. Tell somebody, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we in here! We in here. Sure, 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 sure. Go hit it, share. Go hit it, share. Hit the like button on your way in. Tell us good evening. We'll show ourselves in just, just a moment. You right? I'm good. You good? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I like the car riding by. I wonder what uh what kind of car that it is riding past right there. And why is this lady dancing in the rain? I saw you. <laughs> you were not. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, that Mayberry is in the building. She right there. She right there. She right there. Yeah! Welcome, 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 welcome to the Preacher's Corner. I am Pastor JT. This is Lady Mayberry. Lady is in the building. Yeah, yeah. And look like we're on the corner, y'all. And it's a lady behind us. She's dancing. In the rain. In the rain. Yeah. I saw you in here. <laughs> Good God Almighty. I know y'all ain't been saved all your life. Laugh sometime. Good God Almighty. Well, the Bible says that laughter is good for the soul. Good for the soul. Good yeah. for the soul. Drop those anchor emojis if you anchor, 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 anchored in the Lord. I got stuck. Like Max Hedrum. Already. We got a good one. We're going to have us a good time tonight. We're going to do us some laughing and 
and enjoying ourselves. Pastor Kimberell, we're going to dive into her ministry on tonight. Yeah, man, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So if you like real, we're going to be here tonight. We're going to be here tonight. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody that we in here and we ain't waiting long. That's right. That's right. Yo, might be somebody. Had a rough day today. Maybe they had a rough day. Maybe they didn't. But just in case you did, I want to encourage you. Hold on. Battles won, will I win every soul? Nah, but I die trying. Cause I'm sick of my community suffering and mama's crying. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So there's nothing that my girl can't change, including me. Yo, I live by his word, and nothing else. Cause this word is so sufficient, it can stand on by itself. See, the truth will set you free. Set you free, true indeed. Cause I'm walking through the valley with the Lord as my lead. Give me a mission to reach to you. Pray I will succeed And so far my friends been answered Cause I got the tools I need So I'ma keep on pushing Let them edit my story If the end is about the Christ I want Jesus to get the glory Oh yeah, I love it, I love it, I love it Yeah, yes and Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening Y'all should have seen Lady Mayberry in here jamming off of that Yeah, tell somebody, tell somebody That the Lady Mayberry is in the building. Good evening, Sister Brittany. We see you. We see you. We see you. We see you. We Thank see you, Sister you. We see you. Oh, yeah. We see you. We see you. We see you. We see you. Listen. As always, we have to celebrate our small victories. Small victories. Small victories. Great. Small victory. 1.1k views and 16 new subscribers in the past 28 days on our YouTube channel. 66.8% of those subscribers are returning viewers. That means they come back, they come back, they come back, they come back and watch. 
Whoa! 550 new followers on IG. 366. Tick a top. Yeah. Yeah. 16 downloads on the podcast. So we're celebrating our small victories. And as always, we want to shout out to all those new listeners in the places that they are in. Lady Baby, help me out. So we want to shout out Trinidad and Tobago, the Port of Spain, Garafeo, Norte, Brazil, Jundiaia, Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Jundiaville, Brazil, Itaija, Brazil, Porto Alegre, Brazil, Jundali, Western Australia, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, Lagos, Nigeria, Berlin, Germany, Frankfurt, Germany, Belgium, Germany, Cologne, Germany, London, England, Mitten Keys, England, Dublin, Ireland, Moscow, Russia, Rocky Mountain House, Canada, Montreal, Canada, Norwood, Connecticut, Peterson, New Jersey, Ashburn, Virginia, Cleveland, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Lakewood, Ohio, Augusta, Georgia, Covington, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Wichita, Kansas, Sacramento, California, San Jose, California, Oakland, California, Denton, Texas, Corinth, Texas, Garland, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Irvin, Texas, Mansfield, Texas, Hearst, Texas, Burleson, Texas, Alvarado, Texas, Benbrook, Texas, Forest Hill, Texas, Crowley, Texas, and PVU. PVU. Fairview University, that is Fairview University, the baddest fan in the land. Hey, they got a good football team right now, too. They might win the swag. They might win the swag. Shout out. To my people that say radio, Platinum Kitchen, Richard Kirby Realty, DK Studios, the BCI Family, the Mix Show with the Imperial Mix Master JP, Smoke to the Bone Barbecue in Crowley, Texas, Havana Coffee Lounge in Chi-Town, New Bay, no soul singer, yeah. other words, Autumn Storm, and I got an announcement. There's a birthday coming up. There's a birthday coming up. Let where where I put my notes. What I put my notes. What I put my notes. That's an announcement coming up. I got some notes around it somewhere. I don't know what I did with or to do with it. Well, anyway, go check out uh, Nars J. He posted a birthday bash. Tickets are ten dollars. It's gonna be a concert. He is Nars J Music on Instagram. Go check it out gonna be a concert birthday concert november 13th i believe i believe we shall be somewhere in the vicinity yeah another announcements roots of success eccs eccsc is ex-cons for community and social change they have some opportunities for jobs and education 
in the Chicago area. So if you're in the Chicago area, check out ECCSC, Roots of Success. Roots of Success. Yo, we make some progress connecting across the land, across the land. Hey, it's getting good. It's getting good. It's getting good. Tonight, it's good night. It's good night. It's good night. It's good night. Very good night. Listen, tonight is the final night of our Women's Week. And tonight we have with us as special guests, special guests, none other than Lady Fanita Mayberry. Fanita Mayberry is a survivor of breast cancer so as you see i got my pink on i i didn't rock pink before we went through all this and then with my sister and then my godmother and my wife being a survivor ah uh, man i rock pink i rock pink man real men wear pink <laughs> already and so we pinked out the the, the studio and everything so we pinked it out we pinked it out and so lady mayberry give us a walk down memory lane of of uh, what you remember how that experience was in 2015 um well in 2015 um i encountered something very traumatic um as was i was really bouncing back had been cancer free since 2009 um to find out only in 2015 that i had breast cancer um breast carcinoma um and when i was originally tested they thought it was a negative you know the negative is the more potent stage but we found out that it wasn't in the negative um but i do give god the glory that even in going through all of that even though my faith was tested i stood the test of time i did have times where i was down wondering why me and um but I do remember um, how important it is. And I also want to stress this to all the ladies. Make sure that you get your mammograms. They are so very important. Especially if you have um, family members, if your mom. I mean, you, men can even have breast cancer. So it's very important to get mammograms. Make sure that you stay up on all of your checkups um, as a woman. Because it can happen at any given moment to anybody. You're not exempt. So, um, if I was getting uh, mammograms prior to uh, turning 40, then I would have been in a better place. But because I was lacking, wasn't getting mammograms like I should have, um, I entered into that situation. Um, I do remember going in just thinking that I had a little infection maybe in the in my breast. Wasn't thinking it was nothing major. I was just going to go get some cream forward thinking, hey, you know, um, didn't know what was going on. Ended up going in, getting a, um, a breast examination, then sent from there. Diagnosed at the doctor's office, sent to get um, an ultrasound with the mammogram as well. And then I was um, positively diagnosed in both breasts. So it's very important that you get keep up on all those um, exams and do what you have to do to stay alive. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for healing. Yeah. Thank God for healing. Man. Thank God. What a weird experience to be in. Yeah. But I thank God. We learn 
learned a lot during that season. Yeah, really Brought us together closer. Yeah. And through that experience, yeah. we're stronger. Stronger than ever. Yes. Amen. You so happen to meet this lady, this woman of God, that we are diving into this ministry. Wow. On God's green earth. Did that happen? <laughs> birthday this was for me i want to say maybe about 35 36 something like that and um i was just out didn't want to go but i was compelled to go and go in to be seated for dinner and i walk by and i see my favorite artist of all time uh such a dynamic woman of god and i had to stop and get her picture and as you can see on the screen, that's Lady Maybear. It ain't Photoshop, y'all. That's a real live picture. Pastor Kimberly Burrell and Lady Fanita Rochelle. Already. Already. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So. At the top of the screen, right up there, right up there. It says, Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram, JTM Ministries underscore 1405 and Beat Sessions with Nita. Amen. Get it done. Get it done. You ain't following us. Log on to the website, www. Dot the preacher's corner.net. There you'll find a whole lot of stuff that you need to know about the preacher's corner. Do yourself a favor and then subscribe to the email list already. Yes, and yeah, I like that. I like that. You like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen. Lady Kimberrell. Lady Lady Pastor. Kim Rail. Y'all know her. She's a singing machine, preaching machine. She's a daughter. Pastor. Church of God in Christ. Did you know that? Red began performing with Reverend James Cleveland, the GMWA Youth Mass Choir. She was singing back when James Cleveland. Everybody loved James Cleveland. Oh, man. 1996, she was featured singer in the repraise of Jesus Paid It All on Ricky Dillard. And New G's album, Work It Out. Y'all remember that song, Work It Out? Yeah. All of the good stuff yeah. that I didn't know. I didn't know in 2004. Burrell was a guest performer along with Kelly Price on R. Kelly's Three Way Call, playing the part of Price Praying Partner. I didn't know that. I didn't know I that. I have to go look that up. Yeah. Yeah. And she appeared in George Clinton's song, 
the mathematics of love on Clint's 20 2008 album cover. Did you know that? No. Well, what about in December 2016? A video surfaced Sean Burrell's preaching a sermon at the Love and Liberty Fellowship Church, in which he's the pastor of to this day. In that sermon, she called people who engaged in homosexual acts perverted and said they had been deceived by the homosexual spirit. She also warned that people who played with homosexual sin would die from it. Hmm. In 2017, in response to considerable criticism, Burrell says that she makes no excuse or apologies for the sermon, added, I love you, and God loves you, but he hates sin in you and in me. Shortly after the video, the sermon surfaced and Ellen DeGeneres show Council Burrell's scheduled appearance as did the BMI Trailblazers of Gospel Music event where she was removed as an honoree. Wow. Her radio talk show Bridging a Gap with Kim Burrell was also canceled by Texas Southern University. That's why wow. I'm a PB fan. That's so uh, it, it makes a lot of sense, and and I love that about her because she didn't let that money loss on that radio or Ellen DeGeneres show or the award being honorary uh, dictate on how she was gonna preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in this uh, this message tonight. Good God Almighty. Yeah. I mean, it really is something that the body of Christ, if you're a Christian, you're a follower of Christ, you really need to hear this message. You really need to hear this message. Um, Absolutely. And after tonight, those that are with us and listening uh, or shall listen in the future should be a better Christian after hearing this message. But first, let's practice our fair use. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Yes, indeed. Y'all ready? I'm ready for some preaching. How about you? I'm ready. You right ready for some preaching? I'm ready. Let's get it. Let's go. You're listening to The Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host, Pastor JT, Senior Pastor of House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. This is an in-house production. You know, one of the greatest things that God could have ever done for me was giving me a gift to sing. And the reason I say that is because the gift to sing has been, what I'm now finding out, the bait. The bait to draw. The bait to prove that you can have a gift 
that can be most popular and you can be most comfortable in doing it. But God will use that as the bait to challenge you to do what he's really called you to do. Inclusive, not to exclude the gift of singing because I still enjoy doing it. And I do it, and I do it well. <laughs> Pop your collar, why don't you? And you know, when you go through, you really don't mind what people think of you when you know the truth. Oh, she's so arrogant. Ah, take your time. Label me however you'd like. The things I've been through that God has brought me through causes me to hear and don't hear whatever it is. I am such an overcomer. And so are you. So are you. As a matter of fact, we are more than <laughs> overcomers through him that loved us first. Arthur Stephen Cozy. Some of you may have heard of that author before. Stephen Cozy wrote a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It put me in the mind of Bishop. And in this book, he reveals some truths that should make any believer who is conditioning themselves, not just to be changed, but to help to create great change or shift in someone else's life. One of the things in this book that caught my attention was, he said, victories in your personal development precede your public victories. I don't really like to hang with people, especially from church. The reason I've really never embraced that is because gifts and callings, y'all gonna pray for me tonight? Gifts and callings come without repentance. It's very difficult to see someone do well in the service of the Lord based on their gift. But then leave the four walls of the church and find out who they <coughs> It is difficult to make the shift properly without compromising. Because when you really are living a holy and sanctified life set apart living a righteous life as unto God to only please him, sin bothers you. You're not comfortable around it and you absolutely are not comfortable with it in you. And so victories in our personal development should precede our public <coughs> victories. You know, that's probably why sometimes I don't say amen to everything that comes up because I don't believe in bearing false witness. Talk about me if you'd like. Because I found out when I tell the truth, people judge me. So when others are telling a lie, I don't respond to that. What is a lie? A gift that ends up being, being, being sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. Can I tell truth? A gift that is easy to do without being convicted. A gift that can operate without fear of God enough to be anointed when it operates. So I don't bear false witness. It's like telling a child who's acting up in church, you're doing good. Run again across the floor and chew gum and fall out. That's what it is. It's equivalent to that. You're okaying what God doesn't like. And so thinking about this great man of God and all that he has done, I am truly impressed in my heart because if y'all travel like I do, and I'm sure some of you probably do and probably more, you know that everybody's not doing it like this. 
I want to say to the members of this church, please don't take it for granted what you have here. Oh, y'all responded like you spoiled. There are some people who've been in ministry for 43 years, and they have nothing more than the first two rows. Everybody has their own dispensation. Everybody has their own thing to do. But when you can be this successful, I'm not talking about just magnitude. I'm talking about what he has done to affect lives. It makes me think of this. Never be afraid to try something new. Remember that amateurs built the ark, but professionals built the Titanic. I can do all How? That does what? Second Timothy 3.16, you don't have to go there. It is really the opening to every message that I preach. It says, every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration and profitable for instruction for correction of error and discipline and obedience and for training in righteousness in holy living in conformity to God's will in thought, purpose, and action. I take no scripture for granted. The Bible is right from beginning to end. There's no compromise in the word of the Lord. Now, if you'd like to, go with me. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I'm moving quickly, if you'll let me. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Paul's letter to the Romans is probably the most systematic presentation of the gospel in all of his writings. And indeed, in all of the New Testament, the letter can be broken down into two major sections, namely doctrine and then application. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. But it's to every man that believeth. The Apostle Paul addresses the Roman church. And with the use of the term Apostle, Paul moves now from his allegiance to Christ to his authority to speak on Christ's behalf. It was God who called him in history to become his spokesperson for the gospel. May I encourage you that as God dealt with Paul so does he have the right to deal with you? There has been an unfortunate something in the kingdom of God for years now, and it is called sedation. Many have been sedated by the manipulating words of people with gifts that don't carry God's anointing, only talent enough to sedate you to believe in what they're saying at the time. And unfortunately, gospel is not preached enough to remind the children of the kingdom of God of their responsibility to God more than it is to material things. Praise him and he'll open doors. And praise him and he'll give you a car. Ah. Bible says, seek ye first. That's what I said. 
Matthew 6.33. The kingdom of God and what else? What's going to happen? And all of these things that you're shouting and dancing and running for will be added. They are prerequisites for the blessings of God. But we put antics on it in order to render power to people that want to keep you sedated to believing in their gifts rather than the God who gives it. It's unfortunate because it has handicapped the kingdom of God into waiting on someone to resemble their gift before they get on their mark to go. It has retarded the progress of the movement of the kingdom of God because it has set up intimidation in people who now compare their gifts to others. No one in here has the right to sit down on what you know. Now I'm standing up. God has imparted in your life because someone has intimidated you with the talent of their gift. Music was a wonderful world that God put me in. And the reason that I sound like I was bragging about being chosen to do music is because in that world of music, it's such a free world. Because music is such a universal language. Anytime Michael Jackson can go to a non-English speaking country and sing English words and they have to pack them out because they're passing out. Oh, music talks. And it makes a difference. And learning in this musical environment, not just church, but in the other side too. There is a language that is spoken that is really driven by who it came from. <laughs> Satan was something else in heaven. And being happened to be a part of this world called music, I have witnessed so many different personalities that have been able to do their gift but not walk with God. Sing but have no power. Help me, Lord. Direct but have no anointing. Shout and dance, but there is no deliverance. After a while, to your inner man that is set apart from sin, you begin to feel sick. I hope I can help somebody tonight. I quit going to musicals because it was so redundant with the same stuff. Some of y'all are in here, why are you acting like that? You don't go to musicals now because you already know how it's going to go. Certain choirs are going to sing and they're going to react. Certain soloists are going to sing and they're going to have a certain kind of reaction. And after a while, when you want to do what God has called you to do, but people have conditioned themselves to respond to a certain kind of gift, it will intimidate you not to do what God has called you to do. But I must ask this question, who called you? There are no excuses to why, let me slow down, we are not doing what God has called us to do. So here it is, the Apostle Paul. The term apostle is used with a general force in the New Testament to designate someone who is sent. It is also used by Paul to speak of someone who is specifically gifted to communicate revelation from God and to whom the churches were responsible. Thus, the apostolic gift was foundational to the development of the church. You mean to tell me at the development of the church 
that the apostolic move was designated for ones who are sent, that the apostolic mantle qualifies you when you operate with an allegiance to God, to Christ, and you are called to God. You mean to tell me that you don't have to be addressed as an apostle? Yet that you have to have a backwards collar and at least 20 people following you. What are you telling me? You get the name of an apostle because you pastored one good church and two boys started a church out of your church. Now you're an apostle? Can I just talk church talk, please? There has to be an awakening to the kingdom of God that shakes us out of this sedation because it looks like that we're getting in a position of I'm just waiting my turn. Are you kidding me? Do you not understand that when you woke up this morning, God said, your turn. When you decided to serve God and lend your gift to God, God said, tag, you're it. That there is no waiting on validation from people who are still trying to find themselves. Oh God, I'm moving too fast. Romans chapter 1 verse 8 through 12. Now I like to read from the Message Bible because it tells the truth. I like it because it's just right out, I mean in your face. And so Romans chapter 1 verse 8 through 16, part of 17. It reads like this. I thank God through Jesus. Listen to Paul. For every one of you. That's first. Now, that's what we're missing. It because humility is too far and in between in our gifts. There are too many people who are high-minded and can operate in the things of God, but they're not humble. You can't shake their hand. They're going out of back doors. They have limousines and red carpets, 99 pieces of security, and have yet to touch God. I'm talking about what has caused sedation. And so Paul says, people everywhere keep telling me about your lives of faith. He's talking to the Roman church. And every time I hear them, I thank him. And God, whom I so love to worship and serve by spreading the good news of his son, the message knows that every time I think of you in my prayers, which is practically all the time I ask him to clear the way for me to come and see you. When is the last time that you've heard a preacher, male or female, stand up to say, I couldn't wait to come and preach to you. I couldn't wait to come and see you. The call upon my life makes me long to be with you. Because there's work for us to do. That means that whatever I deliver while I'm up here should ignite whatever is on the inside of you to come alive. I'm not looking for you to say amen to me. By the time I get through preaching, you ought to be saying amen to yourself. So that when you leave here, you're not stuck on who was the guest. You've been so ignited that when you leave, you felt like you were the special guest. 
because God has dealt with you according to his word, according to the praise. Something has ignited in you to remind you that you're not waiting on anybody to give you who you already are. And all you want to hear God say is go get them. Oh my goodness, who is stopping you? Who said what they said to you? Where are they? Who told you that God didn't want to use you? Who convinced you with their behavior toward you that you were not the chosen of God? That your studying is not better than their studying? Or, or that your God is not their God? Or because people respond to them more than they respond to you? That you're not the chosen and the call and the elect? Oh, the devil is a liar. 2017, you're coming alive. So yes, 2017, it may not be for all of you, but I'm gonna talk to those of you who it's for. 2017, you are going to rise up from the ashes and you're going to fight. You're going to contend for the faith because this is not about personality. This is not about who's popular. This is not about who's on TBN. This is not about who gets a conversation on CNN. This is about the faith. Staying with God to prove his godness. And so Paul goes on to say, the longer this waiting goes on, the deeper the ache. He's talking about being with the saints. I so want to be there to deliver God's gift in person and watch you grow stronger right before my eyes. He says, but don't think I'm not expecting to get something out of this too. You have as much to give as I do to you. How many of y'all can say that with a clear conscience and a pure spirit that you can look up and down your row and say, excuse me, uh-huh, see, thank you. You have as much to give as I do to you. It's way too quiet. I know. Oh, I'm getting there in just a moment. I'm going to go to Proverbs 6 and 16 in just a moment. You might not like it when I get there, but I'm surely going. Because my, my plane doesn't leave until tomorrow, and then I can extend it to stay if I'd like. Because <laughs> I'm not going nowhere until I get this word out of me here tonight. Not a place. Whatever it is you have to give as unto God for the service of the Lord. Is it secure enough in you? Is it usable enough for God? Is it available enough to him for you to be confident and comfortable in saying to someone else, just as much as I have to give to you, I thank God for what you have to give to me too. Because even if you think a gift is not up to par, when you're sanctified, you'll learn from that too. And if you really have it all together, before you judge, you'll help them. Look how they're looking at me. Look how y'all looking at me. No, when you really got it together, you don't judge. Because you're so thankful that God chose you instead of exposing you. Ooh, ooh. You're so grateful that he looked beyond your faults. Woo! And saw that you needed him. So judging someone else is not a part of your Christian criteria. You're over it. 
When you spend enough time with God in true sacrificial ministry, you don't care who's got on what. You don't care if they sing in key or out of key. You're so thankful to God for choosing you, and you're so glad to be saved. You're so glad to not be going to the club, driving home drunk, shooting up dope, cussing people out, getting to church late. That judgment is far from your criteria. I wish I had some delivered people to shout glory in this house. Paul is careful here. He says in verse 13, please don't misinterpret my failure to visit you, friends. You have no idea how many times I've made plans for Rome. I've been determined to get some personal enjoyment out of God's work among you. Reminds me of Bishop. As I have in so many other non-Jewish towns and communities. But something has always come up and prevented it. Everyone I meet, it matters little whether they're mannered or rude, smart or simple, deepens my sense of interdependence and obligation. That's what you call maturity. That's what you call being more than an overcomer. That when you are convinced that you are doing what you're doing as unto God and he is completely pleased, they can say what they want. Literally. Can I tell you to young people who have not yet walked at least to that age of 40? Because I can't act like I've been like this my whole life. When I turned 40, I lost the filter. I just say what I want to say. Meet me on the slab, whatever it is. But let me tell you, but, but 40 wasn't the change. Criticism was. Hate was the change that made me embrace the truth of God more. Paul, gosh, I love him. He says, it made me dig deeper on the inside with discipline enough to hear you and look right over you. Enough to come back when you're ready to receive my potency. Talking crazy about me because you can't handle what I have. When you're ignorant of a thing, you don't know how to entreat that. Why would you reach the keys to of a Tesla to a three-year-old? Why would you give a two-year-old the keys to your Rolls Royce? There are some people who absolutely have not sought the Lord in the way that you have. So they're going to judge you because your behavior as under God is unfamiliar. And because it makes them uncomfortable, it makes them feel less than. You know why? Because there's something about you that they like. They're just mad they're not it. <laughs> ah, God, dog it, God been good to me, man. You don't sweat people who don't get your anointing. You tell them, keep living. I'll be here waiting for you when you wake up and realize he's the same God to me that he can be to you. You don't have to be mad at my anointing. All you've got to do is dig a little bit deeper in God's love. Forgive yourself and you won't have no problem with me. Half the time people that don't like you is because they don't like them. Because they're on their third version of themselves. Lord, help me today. So they're trying to figure out. I, I kind of like who I was last month, but this month is a little bit different. And change wigs. Oh my God. And so, wig ain't working, Lord, help me. And so, <laughs> Paul says, it's news I'm most proud to proclaim. 
this extraordinary message of God's powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts him. Started with the Jews and then right on to everyone else. God's way of putting people right shows up in the acts of faith. Not who you know. Oh, man. You know how much time we've wasted trying to get to know people who don't want to know us? Wearing outfits that don't fit so you can fit. (laughs) It used to trip me out sometimes because people who wanted to be found as a singer couldn't even speak to them. Say, hey, how you doing? They fine. <laughs> and when you've suffered to be where you are, that's like a cartoon to you. And you learn through maturity not to judge them. Because one, but for the grace of God, there we would be. And so Paul goes on to say, the person in right standing before God by trusting him really lives. You know, we can really begin to live this life for God and enjoy it and quit all of this struggle singing. Okay, y'all gotta just help me. I don't do well with songs about struggle. God is too much God. Now, you know, let's tell you, we all sing it and wave side to side. The struggle is over for you. And then we went to enlarge my territory. We're getting there, we're getting there. Singing about having issues It's not a good practice for a Christian to say You gotta pray for me, I just have issues No, what you have are habits That uh, you don't necessarily want to give up And And you call it a struggle Because you know it's wrong Can we just be really real about it tonight? You don't have issues. You're making choices that causes issues in your life. And so God's trying to mature us through his word so that we can grow and get rid of this sedation and do what he's called us to do. It is true that we must show love for our friends, not only by praying for them, but by praising God for them. No better look than to celebrate others. You know why I had such a joy in serving on Sunday best? I took joy in it because most of my work was done off camera because I love sewing into people. God has given me a lot to do, He's given me a lot of gifts. And it's a bad thing when you claim to be a Christian and don't want to help others. Oh, I don't trust your relationship. I don't trust your Christianity when you can see a need and ignore it because you feel like all of your needs have not been met. Maybe the meeting of your need is by answering that need. Isn't that something to think about? May I challenge you with this question? What if 
God challenged you and said, everything that you've been praying for, everything you've been, literally, everything you've been asking for, all of the private stuff, all of that stuff you've been talking to me about on those long drives, all of those tears filled with all of those questions about why you're not where you should be and how come doors are not open and why people won't recognize your gift. If God said, what if I answered all of that by giving you the very desires of your heart, but based on how long you could celebrate somebody else. Tell somebody it's real talking here tonight. I can't stand fake. Y'all gotta pray for me. I hate fake bags. I hate fake shoes. I hate a Gucci when it's really a Poochie. I hate coach that's a goach. I hate everything fake. I can't stand phony people. That's my biggest pet peeve. Because why even waste time with me? Because I got a gift called discernment. And I peeped you three months before we met. So why are you giving me this energy when God showed me who you were? Because he knew we were going to run into each other. And I would have to know all of them spirits that's on the inside of you. Wouldn't it be a much better world if people just walked up to you and said, Hey, how you doing? God bless. I'm jealous of your dress. Have a great day. Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be? A, you could feel better. Let's tell the truth. If a musician, hey, doc, I enjoy you playing, man, but I'm jealous of you. I hope you don't get no more open doors, my man. <laughs> I enjoyed watching you. Praise and dance today. Wish you would have broke your leg. See you next week. <laughs> that is the kind of shade. Ain't that the word y'all using? <laughs> That's the kind of shade that darkens us and causes us to have this energy when we come to church. Because the truth of the matter is you do have discernment. That's why you acted funny with them the following week, although it didn't come out of their mouth. Their spirit said it. Of course it did. Come on. As adult people, we know when people don't want to be bothered with us. Y'all know that I have her finding you. I hate finding you. Oh, I hate it. I hate finding you. I hate it. I hate. Please come in, Michelle. I hate finding you. Let me tell you something. Hey, how you doing? God bless. I would like, fine, how are you? I don't like, hey, how you doing? God bless. And it's this. It's so not genuine. It's not becoming of Christians. It does not constitute love among each other. It causes friction. It causes to have lack of trust. Because it's hard to understand how you held up service speaking in tongues, but you gave me a fine and you after church. It doesn't match. It doesn't match. It just doesn't match. And so, so, so there you have it. Now you keep coming to church every week with hypocrites. Say, who can you judge? I'm judging you because I saw you dancing and praising God. And that's the reason I spoke to you after church. Because I felt like because you were giving that much praise, you were going to be kind after service. But until I walked up on you and found out that's a schizophrenic nature you got. You need pills. That ain't the Holy Ghost. You need a cocktail of a blue, yellow, pink, crush it together, chase it with some Alka-Seltzer.
crazy.com. <laughs> That's why it's called discernment. Gosh, wouldn't it be better when the crazy gets loose and instead of you holding them like they're praising God, you just whisper in their ear, hey, 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 you. Yeah, calm down. No, no, really, you're starting to foam at the mouth. This is ridiculous. I need you to calm down. You should have taken all of you. No, 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 I'm talking to you while you jump. Let's just jump together. You need to calm down right now because... <laughs> That's what you call changing the atmosphere. <laughs> Somebody shout real church. We should always be ready in some way to impart to others what God ooh, has trusted to us. If you bake cookies, if that is your God trust, somebody ought to at least get one cookie a week. Somebody different. Can I help somebody? Church just don't support. Well, they haven't tasted the product because you're trying to be funny waiting on Betty Crocker or somebody to reach out to you like you're just so deep. Y'all would just make a little batch of cookies and bring them to the church and ask the pastor, somebody, can you give a little taste test or something? And then maybe you won't be so bitter. <laughs> we should be ready to impart to others what God has trusted to us. The word trusted in this regard defines itself as, listen to this, the obligation or responsibility imposed on a person in whom confidence or authority is placed. A position of trust, a charge, custody of a thing, care of it, care of something Valuable. So, the question is, what has God trusted to you? What has God placed in your spiritual and natural care to impart? And how is it being entreated? Is it literally waiting on someone's validation that may never come? Is it perhaps next in line? We ought to be rejoicing and making others joyful, especially taking pleasure in communing with those who believe the same things as us. If we've been redeemed by the blood and converted by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are all together his. And for his sake, we are debtors to all men to do all the good we can. This is what our duty is. Sedation and manipulation of the small part of your mind is what slows us down to keep us from moving forward in the yes that we've said to God. Manipulation and sedation is what disconnects our yes from moving forward. Saying yes to God is a covenant. It is an agreement. When you agree with a thing, it qualifies you as taking a vow. And taking a vow calls for integrity. Why are you on the praise team and you're always late? It's integral to not even sign up for it if you're not made for the integrity of what it calls for. I thought I was going to get a chance to lead a song. No. 
You're going to sing one phrase 185 times until the pastor lays his hands on everybody. He'll work it out. That's you. He'll work it out. That's you. He'll work it out. Uh huh. Hour number two. He'll work it out. Integrity says, I won't complain. Can I talk good? Integrity to the vow of a thing says, I signed up for this. Better yet, I don't even see people. Because this is so as under God. He'll work it up. He'll work it up. He'll, oh, yes. See, somewhere along the line, we got caught up and out here work it out, and somebody must have hit a run that they thought was pretty nice, and you needed security to walk you out as if you had done well. What happens in the midst of ministry that we do one simple thing? Do you not understand that while you were doing it, somebody had already done it a hundred times? So where's the fluff really coming from? How do we get caught up in ourselves with something that God has so freely given us to impart and to edify? What I sing should edify you. Even if it sounds good and you enjoy it, you should be edified. Something in your spirit, man, should say, God, she sounds good, but it's reaching my soul. When you hear the preached word, it's not about the eloquence of words and how many long letters that they use, because sometimes I'd rather they not speak Greek until they can make the English as plain as it needs to be. I don't have a problem with Greek and Hebrew. You can break it all down, but the church hasn't gotten enough English to be that deep yet. Sometimes I want to tell them like I tell foreigners that come from other countries to come to the United States. Welcome to church. Now speak English. Y'all get that tomorrow. You know why? Because the church is not exemplifying that we know enough English about God's word. This spirit of impressing people hit the kingdom of God many years ago. And everybody got into this brace yourselves because here comes another deep revelation. To do what? Leave me talking about how many words you put together and my soul left here contaminated. But I was waiting on you to call out my sin. I grew up in the old church. That's just, they conditioned us. Listen for your sin. Don't come to the choir stand and revival this week. Listen for your sin, praise God. Yeah. Listen for your sin. Come on to the altar. I know it's your third night in a row. Come on up until you get it. And the saints were qualified enough to tell you, you did well. Come back tomorrow night. Say, you mean to tell me all this sweating and all of this peeking out of one eye to see if my parents were looking at me? Didn't work? See, the authentic holiness of God detects truth. And you're not well when people don't have it. It doesn't feel good to know that somebody's going through spiritual something. And there's something you can say or do. Can I just say this to someone who may be listening? If you have ever said by anybody and you sensed that they needed something that you had to give and you didn't give it, shame on you. Yeah. Tonight it's a calling to the carpet. Shame on you. No one should ever leave church and deal with the spirit of suicide. There should be, an, I'm, I'm going to wake your row up. There should be enough anointing on your row. There should be enough anointing in you. That senses, I don't care if they're way on the other end. 
It'll make you stand up and walk. Excuse me. How are you? Excuse me. Get your hands up. I rebuke this spirit of suicide by the power of the Holy Ghost. Our gifts are supposed to be active. Not tolerated. Our gifts should be endured. Our gifts should edify to the degree that people don't want us to sit down. Because the anointing has us so captivated in not only believing in God, but believing in ourselves when it's all said and done. Church is not about one person. And if it is, it's only about him. Am I preaching good at all at anybody? I'm about to go sit down. Usually by now, I'm holding my head and squalling and kicking my legs, but I did that Sunday. This covenant of yes, when we tell God that we're going to do something, he wants us to do it right then. I'll prove it. Ecclesiastes 5 and 5. Am I preaching too long? I'm almost done. Ecclesiastes 5 and 5. And you know where I'm reading from? The Message Bible. It says, when you tell God you'll do something, do it now. <laughs> as long as one gets it, I'm cool with it. Yeah, that hey, thank you, help me out. When you tell God you're going to do something, do it. And do it right then. God takes no pleasure in foolish gabble. Vow it, then do it. Far better not to vow in the first place than to vow and not pay up. That's why if you're in leadership, you should not tolerate anyone who falls below the standard of integrity. If you tolerate people coming in late, they'll do it every time. Mouth covered in the flakes of Krispy Kreme donuts. Because it was allowed one good time. Ain't called me a hard taskmaster, but it has disciplined me to sing before kings and queens and travel the world and get on and off planes and have to be trusted. See, one thing I found out is that you don't show up when it's time to do what you do. You show up before time. And when you're really in ministry, you don't just show up to do your thing. You go and you sense where you are. And then you obey God after that. Somebody say, obey God. God. Those of you who are in ministry, wave at me, please. Wave at whatever kind of ministry you are. Okay, have you ever been in a situation that God challenged your ministry? You had it all planned out and then he flipped it on you at the last minute. Well, I can congratulate you. You did ministry just right. Because what really hurts the kingdom of God is a pre-planned, preconceived notion that, that, that God is not watching or listening and that there are not needs to be met. And all we do is carry out some form of godliness so that we can get through doing our thing. That is gross. It does not belong in the house of God. It is outdated. It tells on you. It is not a good look. If I'm hitting you, move your toes and say ouch. All right, I'm getting ready to go. Please understand that it's all good and beneficial to prosper in material things. And it's great to have good health. But some of us can't handle material things without a strong yes to God. I'll explain. Some of you get a car and don't see you for three weeks. Because you're test driving. While service is going. Oh, God. Say, so where were you? I got a new car. What's your point? Wasn't it because you came to church that God blessed you with the car? So you mean to tell me you were at in and out going in and out in this car? 
Some people can't be trusted. Some people will sing, they'll do their gift as under God, and you can't touch them afterwards. That's not, a, that's not God. That's not his nature. That's not pleasant. Ooh, God's people should be able to be entreated and not feel like it's a loss after you've met them. I've run into so, 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 so many people in the name of ministry, and I hate that I met them. And can I tell you about me? I told them. Everybody got their own thing. But I told them. I said, hey, let me see you for a minute. (laughs) You come into the city in concert. This is a true story. Got that number and I called him. I said, you're coming to my city in a concert. But I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw you at the Stellar Awards last week, you were so nasty. Oh, I did. I said, you were so nasty. Your, your spirit was gross. I said, you don't owe me anything but an explanation of why you're singing God's praises and you were so nasty. Oh, I did. It's a true story. I'm in the house of God. I said, it burdened me to see you that way. Because I've been listening to your music for so long. Oh, Kim, it ain't like that. Yes, it is. It's exactly like that, because I'm all the way in Houston now. And you didn't fix it while I was with you. It's exactly like that. Because had you been really sensitive to the God that you sing about, you'd have picked up on me being offended by your nasty spirit. Where y'all at in here? Where y'all at? Look how y'all looking at me. Y'all like this kind of preaching. Y'all want to hear burning out? No, let's talk truth tonight. Let's quit playing games with it. I'm tired of all that junk. Tired of take the mask off. Tired of phonies and fakes. Tell the truth. Hate it. (laughs) One of my homeboys from out here, big time artist, sang one night during the Mighty UNAC. Woo! I'll show you how long ago that was. And the important person got through singing and didn't thank him. And Lord, he went off. I think that's why we're friends today. Because he was right. I'm going to tell you why he was right in his perspective. Now, the words were totally wrong. He needed to be delivered completely. (laughs) What he said was not the right choice of words. But his reasoning. Because you didn't have a musician when you got up. And you say, I need someone to come and play for me. Uh And this person comes up and plays for you. And you walk off like you're headed to the Waldorf Astoria in New York to go be somebody great. And you never turn around and say, thank you so much. Thank you for rescuing me. Thank you for not embarrassing me. I thank you. Nothing. So this dude waited. I mean, took his time. Pow, 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 pow. I was just standing there going, wow. Look at the fireworks. And at this point, this person was embarrassed. Well, you should have been. I'm going to tell you why. Don't ever allow anybody to do anything for you and you don't say thank you. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. He exhausts the humble. Help me with this scripture tonight. But he resists the proud. I'm going to close with what I tell you I was going to. Proverbs 6. (laughs) And 16. Ain't nothing like the Bible. These six things. (laughs) As much as I love the message Bible, I like to read this one out of KJV. Because we've heard this version for a long time and we need to get it. So I'm going to keep on reading this version until we get it. Then we can go on and go to the Message Bible. 
These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. What's the first one? What you say? You mean to tell me that you can walk in a service with your nose up because you're so important because you sang good three months ago and hoping nobody forgot about it and now you walking in and you got your situation or you preached somewhere and, and did two scriptures without fumbling over your words and now you got nine adjectives. <laughs> Agitators, I mean agitants. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever, whatever. You hear what I say? You mean to tell me you that caught up in yourself and it's just a look? I was just looking. God hates it. If it's pride, I don't care who bumped into you before church came in. Are you serious? How Christian are you? One graze knocked you off of your Christianity mark? Somebody cut, can I talk real talk? Somebody cutting you off on the way here in the car, knocked all your Christian out of you? Come on, talk to me. They better watch where they're going. And five minutes later, enlarge my territory at the crazy house. <laughs> A bigger room at the crazy house. It doesn't make sense. See, it's been tolerated so long until people don't want to come to church. People don't want to be around that kind of energy that a hat turns you into that. A St. John did you like this? You need to take that St. John off and read St. John. <laughs> and the truth of the matter is you can find a St. John for real cheap. I was at y'all thrift stores today. Talk to me, Holly, if you hear me. <laughs> you go through the right door You get the right St. John For a small price Look at all the saints mad at me now Thought you had the people food Strong $79 You be encouraged in here today <laughs> This St. John $2,500 Not at the thrift store <laughs> A proud look He hates it Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. What happened to that? And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. And bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. And his mercy is everlasting. And when you realize the extension of mercy that we all have received, there's no pride to have. You're just grateful to be alive. Because if it really had not been for the Lord who was on your side, tell me where would we be? It should have been the bullet that came through your window the night before. Where's the gratefulness in place of the pride? He says, I hate a proud look, a lying tongue, need I say more, and hands that shed innocent blood, heart that devises wicked imaginations. I hate that one. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. That's a common one. A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord. I love when the saints all finished. Among the brethren. That means the ones who said it, you won't be starting no mess, at least for the next six months. You'll be blessed tonight. Among the brethren. You will not finish that scripture and be messy at the same month. <laughs> That's common energy. We finish scriptures with no allegiance to them. It don't mean any harm. We enjoy the word of God with each other. And it sounded great. But it feels worse when we say it, but don't apply it. it feels worse. Can we just talk truth tonight? 
if this Bible is not embraced, we're not only going to lose the church, we're going to lose people who need the church. There are people who pass by here and they want to come in because they know about this man, but they've run into too many of you. Who make them feel that they'll never get a chance to meet him when he's most humble. Who are we to covet people like they belong to us? I don't let anybody serve me who treats me like they belong to me. There was a young lady who was on the road with me, Bishop, one time, and she reached in to wipe my face and almost broke her arm. I said, don't you ever do that again. That's just me. Everybody's different. So don't you ever reach in and wipe my face. Not those two. That's why they're here. <laughs> but this young lady reached in after I finished preaching, and I'm sitting there, and the church just going in. They just having church. Hallelujah. Glory. And I'm sitting with my eyes, and I feel something on my forehead, and I open up, and she's standing there wiping my forehead like, like I'm sick. First of all, you were not given instructions to do that. Why did you feel like you had the authority to do that? I'm about to help somebody if you want to be helped. If this man of God would really truly tell the truth, fulfilling your obligation to this man of God is not something you wake up just really truly looking forward to. It's not to say you don't enjoy it. But when you really serve someone with this kind of capacity of a ministry, you don't wake up saying, can't wait to get there. You don't know if he's going to go preach 12 hours under a tent, make you pack his bags to go somewhere else preach another 12 hours, fly to Africa in the same day, then over to Germany and come on back to Japan, preach while you're on the plane, hug 30 people because of the heart that he has, and you got to be there, hold the bags of the Bible, say yes sir, back up, make sure he's got food, all of that kind of servitude. Anybody running to that doesn't have a clue of what it really takes. It takes sacrifice. Ministry is true sacrifice. It is not a moment to be identified with what looks popular. Because people who really do true ministry, they don't like being popular. Because when you are the trusted of God, God makes you do a whole lot. And physically, it's tiring. It wears on you. To whom much is given. And much is required outside of the four walls. Oh my gosh. When I first started doing musical concerts, most of my time was spent in the hallway after the concert was over because I needed to hug the people, talk to the people and listen to them cry and say, oh, your music brought me out and your music did this and I, I made it through college because of your music and I, I couldn't, what do I do with that? God bless, thanks so much, see you at the next concert. God bless. That doesn't fit ministry. You stop. You take a B12. Talk back to me, true ministry. You square your shoulders. You smile. You embrace every single word that's coming off of their mouths until you fall out. Because you've been called to this, remember? And when you're called to really do it, the last thing you look for is comfort. You're just thankful when comfort shows up. Can I talk to true ministry? Saints of the Most High God. You're listening to The Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host, Pastor JT, Senior Pastor of House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. This is an in-house production. Praise the Lord. My praise God. the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. 
Man, she didn't really give a topic for that, so I gave one for her. I gave one for her. Uh, real. She said Real Talk Church. And I gave an acronym for Real, Relevant, Empowerment, Affirmation, and Life Changing. Real. Rated all. Rated real. I love how she opened this up. And then... Uh, considering the fact where she is, where she is, this is a uh, church anniversary service, not your typical church anniversary sermon, but this is a church anniversary service in which I can almost guarantee you when they saw the fly that they saw and knew that she was coming to sing, she was going to gonna gon preach, preach and down. preach the house down <laughs> no way possible they saw correction rebuke at an anniversary service and I love that about this woman of God because there's no compromise there's no sugarcoating the gospel and I love these type of mouthpieces for the kingdom I, I don't I don't want to hear nobody that ain't that ain't walking to talk, walking to walk and talking to talk. I ain't, I ain't got time. Notice that's why we ain't had none on the preacher's corner in the first place. Right. But I love how she opened it up, and she gives she gives clarity, she gives wisdom from a celebrity slash pastoral perspective. She's seen it all. Yeah. She's been around all of the big names, whether they're in the secular industry, whether they be in in the uh, uh, ministry, she's been around all of the big name bishops and all of the. She knows both sides, and so she has wisdom from both perspectives. I wrote this down, and she got this out of the book that she opened up with saying, "In the name of the book, the seven ha seven habits of highly effective people." And in the book, she said. Victories in your personal development precedes your public victories. That was good because I looked up the word proceed. It means to come before something. In other words, your personal development is far more important than your public victory than you'll ever encounter. Your public victory means nothing compared to your personal development in other words God rather see he, he whether you work on yourself privately opposed to you getting praised publicly that's right oh my god that was good that was, that good. was so good number two uh, she said when you go through you really don't mind what people think of you when you know the truth I, I think back to that reminded me of 2015, 16, whatever it was, when they, they were doing whatever they wanted to do. I didn't have to say nothing because I knew what the truth was. I didn't have to defend myself because I knew what the truth was. Any individual that has something to hide has something to rebuttal or, or combat with. I didn't have nothing to hide because I already knew what the truth was. That's right. That's right. I like that. Story. And that is... Uh, that sedation that she was talking about sedation God almighty that was awesome sedation is a reduction 
of irritable irritability or agitation by administration of drugs in other words she's saying the word that's being preached reduces the irritability of agitation of correction and rebuke and instruction the preaching gives us an out to live any kind of way we got preachers getting tattoos, getting earrings, and uh, uh, smoking blunts, and, and drinking all, and, and having several concubines, and still getting up and, and preaching. That's a sedated gospel. Godly, that is That's good, true. man. The gospel is not preached enough to remind the children of the kingdom of God of their, pos of their responsibilities to God. I'll, really, I'll read that again. The gospel is not preached enough to remind the children of the kingdom of God of their responsibilities to God. We have a responsibility to him. Yes. And the gospel that's being preached all over the nation, all over the world, isn't pushing the issue that we have a responsibility to be holy. We have a responsibility to treat others right, to love one another, to esteem others higher than we esteem ourselves. It ain't all about us. It ain't all about our feelings or what we need or how we, how we think things should go. It's all about others. And that's a representation of Jesus Christ. That's right. He didn't come to be served he came to serve. Lord have mercy. Yes. She says that there's antics being placed on the preaching. And that is in order to keep the people of God sedated to believing in their gifts other than the God who gives gifts. Yes. So in other words, I'm going to preach this word. To make myself look so magnificent, I'm gonna lay these hands. I'm gonna prophesy that you're gonna get this and you're gonna get that and you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that, but not tell you about your disobedience. That's sedating you into looking at me and my gifts opposed to the gift giver. Yeah, that's right. That's why we got these celebrity pastors and preachers and bishops and apostles all over the planet and, and getting all sorts of seeds sown into them opposed to the seeds being sown into the efforts to do bigger ministry, to bring bigger uh, uh, individuals in to help the need of the people opposed to find bigger cars, better homes, better this, better that so we celebrate the individual opposed to celebrating the gift giver. Lady Mary, what you got? That's good. Um, I like uh, when she says that um, she don't, she'll never okay what God doesn't like. That was one major thing for me because I'm big on that. I'll never okay what God doesn't like. Right. If it goes against what God represents who God is, what the word is. If it's contrary to the word of God, I'll never okay it. 
I just won't. And I, I like that about her saying that and being forthcoming with it. Because before she said that part, she said that's why she don't hang out with the people at the church. Because right, somewhere right. along the lines, she said gifts and callings come without repentance. And you'll go home or go to eat with somebody that you felt was is highly anointed. And then you get with them and then they show you something different because gifts and callings come without repentance right. you don't have to be saved to have a gift but you do have to have the anointing to operate in that gift effectively if God has gifted you something it is the anointing that's going to destroy the yokes and the people that will hear it that's why she said you can like the way I sing and you can say oh she sound good but something in that song ought to resonate in your spirit right, right. something in that song it ought to be a message in the song that says hey this is where I am oh my god I can get up again or I can live again I can breathe again whatever the song is pertaining to but not to look at it as your struggle I love when she talked about the struggle part because yeah. when she talked about that how people say oh don't don't mind me you know I got issues people love to say that and that's why we always preach against that and people don't understand it but she made it plain today you cannot keep walking around saying god knows my heart i got issues or i got struggles no you have habits that you don't want to break and we say right. this all the time those are habits those are sins that you have been living with for years that you don't want to break and because you don't want to break them you label them as Issues. No, they're not an issue. Those are choices that you're making. And the, the, the outcome of it brings about issues. That's what that is. And we don't like to own up to our stuff. We like to cover it up, put a blanket on it, and play like and nobody sees it. But guess who does? God sees everything. Even if we don't address it, don't mean we don't. I also like when she talked about the purpose of the word of God. It's broken down two ways. And I, I we, we preach, we say that that scripture all the time too. That the 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 the, uh, the word of God was breathed by God right, for correction right. and rebuke and reproof to bring obedience about to the people of God. Well, you don't come and sit in a in an atmosphere um, of, of the Holy Ghost and then you experience no change. That that's 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 a that's ignorant to even come into a into a space where you say that God is there and He is a God who changes who has redeemed, who has transformed, but nothing changes about you. That's a problem. And I like what she said, and it, this is the reason why. Because you get the doctrine. Doctrine is simply teaching and instruction. That's what doctrine is. If you get the true doctrine of God's word, that's teaching and instruction. But there is a part two to that. Also, application. You cannot ever change how you live, how you act, how you conduct yourself. If you say that you are a Christian, but you never apply what you've learned, what you've been taught. That's why at the end of every grade, there is a task test to be taken in school because they cannot pass you to the next level if you have not and taken in and understood everything that you've learned from fourth grade. There's no reason to go to fifth grade because you have not mastered fourth. You understand? So that's the same thing spiritually. If you have not, if you have not mastered fourth grade, you cannot move on to fifth grade. There is something that's got you hung up in fourth grade that you need to master before you can move on. There are some people that are that are assigned to you in fifth grade that you're not gonna be able to help because you have not mastered fourth grade. I like that. So you cannot just take the teaching and instruction and not apply it to your life. If I mean, and she said it best. 
she says that is that's um spiritual retardation yeah i love that spiritual retardation when you think that you're gonna come and sit in church and you're gonna bounce and be somebody great when you haven't even taken in the teaching or the instruction that god has laid out before you you're under a leader for a reason you're being taught for a reason how do you think how would a how would a person that can't pass fifth grade get up and teach a 12th grade course that's that's ludicrous that's that's retarded that's spiritual retardation i wouldn't even expect to get an opportunity to stand up and preach had i not uh, uh, mastered what god has laid before me first so how can you preach deliverance if you've never been delivered? How can you tell somebody that they can be set free if you've never been set free? How can you tell somebody that they can be healed if you've never been sick? You cannot do that. That's spiritual retardation. Yeah. The word of God is in two two is is broken down two ways: doctrine and application. I like too when she said, "We all have a job to do. You should be you you should feel remiss." about coming to a service every Sunday, clapping your hands, waving and crying, shedding tears and praising a God that you say have given something to you on the inside, but you never do what God has called you to do in service. There is somebody that sit next to you every Sunday and we say, turn and tell your neighbor this because you're, you're actually prophesying because there's power in agreement. But how can you prophesy to somebody sitting next to you and you don't even believe what the word of God is saying to you? Because you said we all have a job to do in God's service, but it must be made secure. It got to be secure. You got to be available to do it. And you got to be usable in this season to do what God has called you to do. You can't walk in confidence and be who God called you to be if you're not secure in what he called you to do. There's a lot of people still walking around, been in church 7, 8, 20 years. And still don't know what their purpose in life is. Still don't know what God has called them to do. Because you know why? You have not put those two ways of receiving that word into play. You haven't you haven't taken in the teaching and then applied it to your life. Because if you get down on your knees, that's one of the things we, we also indulge in is prayer. If you talk to God on a regular basis, he'll tell you where to go. Don't believe me? Let me tell you. He told Mo, he called Moses. Moses, yes, God. Go, go where? Go tell Pharaoh, tell him what? Let my people go. God will tell you if he called you. If he got something for you to do, he'll give you specific instructions. You don't need nobody to tell you. That's why she said, if you've been called, you don't need validation from somebody. What you need is to do what God called you to do. Not to be validated. I also like when she said, God is too much God to keep staying where you are in your habits. And performing all these habits, these are just things you don't want to do right. But God is too big of a God. His power is too mighty. He is a sovereign God who hung the moon and the stars. And you mean to tell me he can't deliver you from smoking? He can't deliver you from drinking? He can't deliver you from fornicating? He is a big God. He can do anything but fail. You say it in your own time when it ain't about you. You say my God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. But he can't deliver you though. What kind of God is that you serve? That you don't even believe what you're saying out of your own mouth. I like too when she said it's important that when you say yes to God. That you understand the covenant that you have made between you and him. It's a vow. And if you're going to say yes to him you got to do it now. You don't have time to wait. That's why I said it a couple of weeks ago on the on the live the last time. You you can't be caught up in, oh, I'm going to move and I got to just let God move me in his timing. Yeah, it's going to be in his timing, but his time is now. 
Your time is to wait. Everything God has already done and created was done in seven days. He is resting from all of his works. You are catching up, my dear. It is time now. Then you don't have time to wait. You're catching up to where God is. We don't have time to play games. We have time to be about our father's business. It, it just behooves me. I like when she said too. She said, where I am now, I don't even see people. When you do what you do unto God, she said, you don't even see the people. Because you're so consumed with what God has called you to do. It ain't about the people no more. That's the where I, that's where I am. I used to be so compelled. I wanted everybody. I want everybody to be saved. I want everybody to be delivered. I want everybody. But you know what God told me? Preach the word. It don't matter where the people are. They're going to have to come on their own because everybody ain't going to go. Everybody ain't gonna make it to heaven. I'm I'm hurting myself by trying to make sure that I get everybody's ear, that everybody get the go. But God had to sit me down and tell me I am God, and I'm not even accepting everybody. I'm not even. Everybody ain't even got a bus ticket to get on this bus, and I'm trying to get everybody in. So it's say, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't even see the people. Do what you're supposed to do. This is my last one. I like this. She said, the authentic holiness of God detects truth. And, you, and, and you're and you not well when people don't have it. When people don't have the holy, the authentic holiness of God, you are not well when they don't have it. And I'm going to tell you how you know when people don't have the authentic holiness of God. Because they don't care nothing about you. They don't care if you live or die. They don't care if you got or you don't have. They don't care if you eat or if you drink. They don't care nothing about your salvation. That's when you know they don't have the authentic holiness of God. It said it detects truth about people, where they are, how they feel. You know, it's a lot of times I stay after church. I'm tired. Like me and Pastor was discussing. Two hours I'm sitting up there. Y'all know I got lupus. My back was hurting. My legs was hurting. The bottom of my feet hurt. My inside of my palms was hurting Sunday. But I did what God called me to do. And because there were needs that came to the altar, I, I went ahead and travailed. I prayed. I did what you asked of me to do. I did what God told me to do. Afterwards, still sit and talk to people. Like I hadn't even been standing up two and a half hours. Mind you, I'd already been there two hours prior to service. Mind you, I'd already been down on my knees in prayer before church even started for the service to even become begin. But I, I'm, I'm doing all these things and I'm sacrificing all of this stuff, making sure that I walk in the authentic holiness of God for people who don't care nothing about the authentic holiness of God. Right. Lord have mercy. She said, if you are with somebody like that, you are not well. When people don't have the true, authentic holiness of God. She, but, that, but that's why come it's so important for you to press in the spirit. Press in the spirit. Because the way you enter into service, a lot of the times, ought to be, you ought to enter in because of the relationship you got with God. That's what she said at the end of that. The way you enter in, that's why she quoted the scripture uh, in Psalms when he say, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We got a lot of people that enter into his courts with hell on their mind, full of hell and don't want to be free. They, they come in and they doing things. They got everything else on their mind it's, instead of entering to his courts with praise. Get ready to give God the glory. Ready to say, God, I thank you for making a way on, on today for me. Thank you, God, for not letting me be in that in that ten power a car collision that happened on the freeway. Thank you, God, for keeping me and not letting nobody ride me on my way to work. That's the way you do that. 
But we come in like we already owed something from God. That ain't how they go. And God is not pleased. Definitely. A word for the body of Christ. Definitely. 2017. This is when this was preached. And it's in the vein. Still in the vein. Still in the vein. Still in the vein. It's, it's exactly where the body of believers are. Exactly. And then they they, they they jump on, they jump off, jump on, they jump on, they jump on, they jump off. Fix some things, go right back to doing the same thing. Fix it again, go right back to doing the same thing. And that's exactly what she was saying about the the calling of a struggle when in actuality it's a infatuation yes. with the habit yes. infatuated you know with being in your struggle in your struggle yeah that's good stuff that was very that's good that's good stuff hope you were good. blessed very good let's go to the comments and see what they got to say Amen, 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Lady Mayberry, what do you think about the, the, the scripture where she read uh, out of Proverbs? Ooh, that's a hard one. About the girl. abomination. That, that, I, I think everybody should go back and read that. What was it? Proverbs? I believe it was uh, 21 and 16. Was it 21 and 16? Something like that. I think it was 21 and 16. Y'all go back and look and see what that scripture but was. But we, we were talking about it then, here. Yeah. And uh, you think of all of the things that, that God hates. That is abomination. Uh, that we read about in Leviticus. But the seven things in Proverbs that he said that he hates, we see that all of the time from body of believers, from saints, Holy Ghost filled people. I, I, I know personally some some lying prophets, some lying preachers. Prideful. Prideful. Won't even talk to you after they get through preaching. That's why a lot of people always say, y'all are so different. Y'all talk to us and stuff. I'm like, why wouldn't we? Who, where, where have I arrived? But my point of saying that is, he said that's abomination. Abomination, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's the same word that they use for a, a liner on the Holy Spirit. Blaspheming. Blaspheming. Yeah. And, and. A man sleeping with another man and a woman sleeping. Abomination. Bringing up lying is abomination. Yeah. Good and God and what, that, what that word abomination means, extreme disgust and hatred. Disgust? He, got he disgusted disgust. with hellraisers. Yes. People that sold discord. That was the third one. That was the third it one. It was pride was first, lie, a lion tongue. Uh, people that sow discord, yeah, 
I'm gonna go look for the scripture. Good God Almighty. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow because real many people real talk yeah. that's real talk right there and she say yeah y'all y'all expected this to come in here and haughty eyes lying tongue hands that shed innocent blood and killers everybody want to shoot somebody these days feet that are swift and running to mischief run the mess Gonna run the mess. Them folks that like messy. That's why she said when she when she gave the scripture, she said, um, "I'm gonna she read, said, but I'm you, gonna read." You might not she said, want me to read. Run the, you can't read this tonight and then be messy out right after this. This right. is the kind of word that you can't be messy with. I, say, I ain't never false. heard that preach. Nah, people ain't gonna preach that because the people the, most of the time they they don't. I they doing it. We preach this when we first begin the yeah, ministry. Yeah. And boy, what so many people was mad at us that day was ridiculous. A false witness who utters lies and one that spread strife among brothers. Spread strife. Spread you spread mess. Start mess amongst each other. Don't want to see unity. That's a, and, and and we we oh my god. I said I wanna deal with, I wasn't gonna deal with, with uh uh, on a personal level, because it's no longer this, this show is no longer on a personal ministry level. Yeah. As people are all in Australia, so so I don't want to get into anything personal. But but my goodness, have we dealt with that yeah. for ten years? Yes. Individuals coming in saying this just to say this and say that to say this, and say, but but not just where we are. I saw it growing up. I saw it growing up because you you were raised in the church. I was raised in the church. That's all I ever seen in church, yeah. and that's that's why I can understand why my big brother my big brother despises. He loved the Lord, but he don't like church. He said, "I can't stand church folk. I don't like the people that go to church." Yeah, and that's all I hear from from people that don't go to church that is they can't stand the people that go to church. church. They they're hypocritical. As soon as they leave church, they come back over here with us. They come back to doing whatever we're doing. They share more gossip and raise more hell than, than, than we do. But they go spend two or three hours at church. And, and I think that people get it. I don't know. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I think, too, that people kind of get it twisted when it comes to church relationally. Because, you know... You think that you 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 think you're sowing discord to the people, but you're doing it to the body. To the body. This is the body of Christ that right. you are. So you just cut division. the leg off. Yes. You just cut the arm off. You're hurting the church. Yeah. In essence, you know, you think that you're hurting the people, but you're hurting the ministry. If you hurt the church, you hurt God. Right. And then your problem no longer Yes, the church is the bride And so your problem is no longer With the people that you're sowing discord with Your problem now is with God. God 
And I think that it's important for people to look at it that way, to understand it that way. That when you step into the, this is sacred. That's why I talked about that Sunday. This is sacred ground. This is nothing that we should take lightly. Every opportunity we get to step in church ought to be taken in a major way. This should be an eye-opening uh heartbreaking every time you think about what God has done for you this ought to be um, something that opened the eyes not just your natural eyes your spiritual eyes to say God done these things for me this is the way I need to conduct myself in this manner not to come and, and so discard and hurt people because you are hurting hurt people hurt people right that's not fair no. And that, and that's almost as equiv- equivalent to what she was saying about uh, uh, loud, people people not liking people not liking uh, individuals. Yeah. It's because they don't like themselves. They don't like themselves. They and don't they like themselves. They can't themselves. handle the anointing. They that's can't on their handle life. the anointing that's on somebody else's life. <sighs> they, they don't know how to do nothing, and and that's why they say that they don't have any purpose. Is because they don't know what to do. They don't know how don't to, know do how to do anything. And the reason why they don't know how to do anything is because they're not applying what's being given to them. Yes. It's, it's not like it's not made available. God makes everything available. He places it right in your hand. It's up to us to grab it and put it to use. You know, the Bible says to obey the word of God in it you have everlasting life if you really thought that in that book holds your future your next breath your way out your way in your way through then you would do what that Bible tells you to do you would have no issues lining up with the Word of God none if you believe that you have to believe that though Right. Can't just hear it and go in one ear and out the other. You have to believe that to be true. You have That's to believe right. it. That's right. Awesome word. Awesome word. I'm looking forward to uh, next week. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I, I know you heard Lady Mayberry mention Sunday. Lady Mayberry, I know you don't know this. But Sunday's message has had 16 downloads by itself on the podcast. Really? Yes, indeed. Wow. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Wow. 16 downloads. So, so yeah, they they've heard they heard you preach. They've heard right here hmm. on the preacher's corner. We pray y'all been blessed. Pray y'all been blessed. Lady Maybear. Yes. I hope you enjoyed being on the corner. I really did. You enjoyed being on I the corner? I enjoyed being here. Y'all thank y'all for having me tonight. Coming back to the corner. I'm not sure. It's some work, ain't it? It's work. It's some work, ain't it? The, the pre. Everything that goes before. on before. It's a lot of work it's you put work. into this, y'all. I have it's to give him kudos for my head goes out to you. It's some work. It's some work. It's some work. But she said ministry is sacrifice. So. To whom much is given. Much is required. Much is required. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to set up lights and 
do graphics and audio and pre-listen to sermons and yeah. 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 Go ahead and pray. Lord, we just thank you today, God, for the word of God on today. We thank you for the vessel that was used on today, God. We thank you for the word, that real, raw, and uncut word, that unadulterated gospel, God, that was sent straight from heaven's press, God, giving us, God, the uh, doctrine, the teaching, the instruction on how to conduct ourselves and to apply the word of God to our lives as Christians. God, teach us how to love one another, how to be there for one another, how to take care of one another. As you said in the Bible, that we should love our neighbor as we love ourselves. God, give us that holy boldness, God, to walk in your statutes. Show us, God, how to be more like you. God, we pray that every person on this broadcast that will hear it today, tomorrow, and the next day will be blessed by your word, God. We thank you for edification in the body of Christ even now. We bind every foul and filthy spirit of the enemy that will bring offense, division, and and God, that will come, God, to uh, make them feel low where they are. That is not the case. But God, we thank you for edification even now. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you all the praise. God, we ask that you apply that word to our lives even now. Cause it to stick. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God for those that stuck around with us. I know that was a rough one. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but those that want to change, want to go in a different direction, we bless God for y'all sticking around and receiving. And we pray that those uh, that listen in the future are blessed as well. We're looking forward to having y'all back with us next week next week next week next week lady maybeer you come back next week uh, we'll see <laughs> oh, we're gonna have women's week again no. yeah we're gonna do women's week for the rest of the month okay. how about that no no you gonna close it out then sure. what, what we say oh, i know that somebody has been thinking about doing something but you've been slow about doing it. Let me encourage you. Start now. Get perfect later. Stop laying around on them little dreams. Dream big. Because God got something greater for you. When you're talking to other people, be mindful and use kind words. Say I love you. Say please. And always remember, people don't owe you nothing. So say thank you. Be grateful. Help others. Boy, don't nobody like a punk in ministry, so don't whine. (laughs) Be silly. Keep calm. And while that word of God is embedded on the inside of you tonight, carry on, soldiers. That's our time. Salute. God bless y'all. We love y'all. God bless you. God bless you. Thank y'all for joining us. Good night. This is our in-house production. You gonna do it? In-house production. (laughs) Yeah.
This is an in-house production. This is an in-house production.